This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. Welcome to Coastal Sermons, a weekly podcast designed to inspire and instruct people in walking out their faith. These are recordings of our Sunday gatherings where we broadcast the weekly messages from our campus in beautiful seaside Berlin, Maryland. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or find our full video library on our YouTube channel at Coastal Community Church in Maryland. All right, so let me start off with with a little bit of a story. Just imagine this. You are with your family, just like you did this past week with Thanksgiving, and you're about to have a big meal. But this time, you decide we're going to pack up the picnic basket. We're going to go to the park. Maybe it's Northside Park or something. You're going to go to the park. You're going to take your family, loved ones, and you're going to have an awesome picnic. And you have a blanket that's just like this. Oh, just like that. Jody has it right there. Uh, so you're going to have a flannel. You put it down and you sit down. You get, the, you get the basket and you start pulling food out. Now, you brought good food. Maybe you have Southside Deli. You have some Chick-fil-A. I'm just going to keep going. You have, uh, for my son, he would have to have a Happy Meal because he has to get the toy. Any kids in the room, you want the Happy Meal toy? Well, your parents will pay for it afterwards. Well, anyways, so you get the Happy Meal. They have all the different stuff. And you start opening. You start eating. You start having fun together. And then all of a sudden, you start to see little intruders. You start to see little ants. And man, man, I'm having such a good day. The, the, wind is, the wind is calm. The sun's out. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. And now I have to deal with ants. Oh man, my day is ruined. You ever have anything like that happen to you? Just something small just ruins your day? Well, think about this. Maybe you've had moments like this where maybe you're on your way to, way to work and you get a flat tire. I've done that. That stinks. You're on the side of the road just trying to put a new tire on. Or maybe you're in the church right now and you just spilt your coffee. Oh, man, that's terrible. We're looking for you now. Now, or you're in a traffic jam. How many of you had to travel during Thanksgiving? I did. And the traffic on the other side of the bridge is terrible. And I'm sitting there getting frustrated. Or maybe it's too hot or too cold in the church. Ah, like, or maybe your iPad or your iPhone broke or any of the kids in the room. I know my son, this ruins his day, is a, his favorite toy breaks. Ah, oh, that stinks. But see, sometimes in life, we have some small moments. We have ant joy sucking moments where it just ruins the day. Now, what happens in those moments is we start to focus on those ant moments. And our, sh- our mind is shifted from the good things in our life to some of the bad things. And I'm reminded of this, this story when I was about 13, year old, I was 13 years old. And I, it was around this time. It was Christmas time. I had asked my grandparents, hey, I want a video game. And a lot of kids at 13, 14, they're asking for electronics, video games. And I was like, you know what? My grandparents, they have a lot of money. They're going to get me a video game, right? And they come to visit. 
And it's like this huge box. And I'm thinking to myself, did they just buy me a new video game console? Did what, what did they get me? It must be awesome, right? And I start to unwrap it. I rip the paper open and I open the box. And it's like one of those boxes you put together where you put clothes in it. And I was like, oh no, this isn't a good sign. So I opened that up. And then inside of it was a VeggieTales. Anyone know VeggieTales? It was a VeggieTales action figure. And I was like, I'm 12 or 13 years old. I don't want no VeggieTales action figure. And it ruined my day. It ruined probably the week, probably ruined the month. And it was just, it was a terrible. But I had parents that loved me and they came up to me and they said, hey, look, let me, let me walk you through this. You're feeling a little disappointed and upset, but have you really thought about the good things? You have grandparents that love you that are still alive and very involved in your life where some kids don't have that. And they started to walk me through. And I, now, now that I'm a lot older and I look back on the situation, I go, wow, I was just looking at the negative, but just imagine all the good things. So today we're going to focus on what we choose to focus on actually changes everything. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then Pastor Brian's going to share what Jesus does when those ant moments come up. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you that you are just so amazing, that we love you, and that you care for us. Father, I pray right now that we would hear your words this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Joy-sucking ant moments. I love it. Man, I don't care how old you are. I mean, there's times where things don't go your way, and they're little things, and it ruins your day. Remember one Thanksgiving, uh, my dad makes the best stuffing ever, and one Thanksgiving, we went to my sister-in-law's house, and uh, she decided she was going to make the stuffing that year, and I was miserable. I, was, I didn't tell anybody, but inside, I'm like, this is the only thing I look forward to on Thanksgiving Day, and I was like, I acted like a 13-year-old kid. Little things, ants ruin the good. But, but what happens when it's a bigger moment? See, how, if, if we have a difficult time being able to focus on the good when little things happen, what about when big things happen? Matthew chapter 14, there's an amazing story. It's the life of Jesus. And sometimes when we think of Jesus, we think if we had Jesus with us, then nothing bad would ever happen. But if you look at the Gospels, you look at the account of Christ, Christ goes through some difficult, difficult times. Matthew chapter 4 is an example of this. Matthew chapter 4, Jesus' close friend and cousin, John the Baptist, has been killed. He's been, been mar martyred. He's been uh, beheaded. And the news comes to him, and the Bible says that Jesus is extremely sorrowful. It's, it's the right response, right, when a tragedy happens. This isn't a little ant moment. This isn't a ruined picnic. This was a guy's life. And Jesus is distraught, and the Bible says that he decides that he's going to withdraw from everyone. He's going to take his disciples, he's going to get on a boat, and he's going to go to a desolate place. And the idea was that he just needed some time alone. But what happened this day is what happens most of the time with Jesus. Uh, the people, the crowd, uh, they get wind that Jesus is on the move. And so while his boat is traveling across the sea, uh, they run along the shore. And, and the Bible says that by the time that he comes to the end of his trip, that crowd is with a, a, another group of people. And they're all there. And Jesus must see this and go, oh boy, what in the world? Why? Because this is an incredible inconvenience. 
the change of his plans. His plans for that day was to get some rest. And we see here, Jesus, he has every right to focus on himself. He has every right to focus on the negative. He has every right to focus on the answer in his life. He could have said that today was my off day. Today was not a work day. Today was not a ministry day. Today was a rest day. This was going to be a vacation day. He could have looked at the folks and said, you guys aren't supposed to be here. I was, I was looking for an alone spot. He could have said this. He could have said, uh, yes, I recognize you guys have needs, but I have needs. Whose job is it to take care of me? You ever felt that way? Whose job is it to look after me? He could have chose to sulk and pain, but he didn't. The Bible says this. The Bible says that he had compassion upon the crowd and he healed their sick. So how did he do it? How did he go from a, from a season of sorrow, a season of pain, a season of a going, I, I need a break here to be able to have compassion on others? And the Bible doesn't tell us. The Bible doesn't tell us how he does it. It doesn't give us insight into what he's thinking. But, but, but we can only imagine that he saw opportunity in that moment for good, even in the midst of his own pain. Now, don't get me wrong. It's right to rest at times. It's certainly important to mourn loss. It's very understandable to be sad and, and tragedy and loss. Nobody would have blamed Jesus if he said, hey, guys, listen, today's not a good day. Not, not, not today. Not today. But Jesus chooses on this day to turn the situation for a good, and it becomes an incredible lesson to his disciples, but it also becomes an incredible lesson to us. Because right after he has compassion, right after he heals the sick, Jesus is going to perform one of the most incredible miracles. It takes place and it's recorded in all four gospels. He's going to feed 5,000 people. And, and some theologians would say it was 5,000 men plus women and children. So think about this for a moment. They get to the end of the day and now the disciples, they, 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 they come and they say to Jesus, listen, we're, we're in the middle of nowhere. The day is over. It's been a long day. Not the day we were expecting. This has been really hard. He said, it's time for us to send the crowds away. They, they need to go to some nearby villages. They got to go find food to buy for themselves because, because there just isn't any food here. And Jesus says this. He says, you don't need to send them away. He says, you guys give them food. Could you imagine that? Can you imagine the disciples going, what in the world? Like, this is not what this day was supposed to be. So the question for us is, what did Jesus see that the disciples didn't see? And all we can imagine is this, that Jesus was looking for the good that was available while the disciples were focusing on the ants. I want to challenge you today, as best as you possibly can, stop looking at the ants Stop focusing on the bad. Uh, focusing on the ants, focusing on the bad sucks the joy out of life. And it, it doesn't help anything. Rather than focusing on what we don't have, we should focus on what we do have. And this is exactly what happens here with the disciples. And Jesus says, let's not talk about uh, the place, that, the fact that we're in the middle of nowhere, the fact that it's getting dark, the fact that you don't have any food. He goes, instead of focusing on what we don't have, what do we have? And the disciples say this. They say, well... We only have five loaves of fish, I mean, five loaves of bread and two fish. And Jesus goes, that's good enough. Bring it. 
It's amazing to me that Jesus focuses on the good. Now for us, in, in our human standpoint, we go, there's 5,000 plus people. What are five loaves of fish? And, uh, five, I said that twice, five loaves of bread. Bread comes in loaves, fish come in something else. I don't know. Five loaves of, I almost did it again. Just work with me here. He doesn't focus on what they don't have. He focuses and, has, and he's thankful for what he does have. See, what the disciples should have done is they should have focused on the good. Imagine if the disciples' response was this. They get to the end of the day and they go, oh my gosh, that is not the day I was expecting. And we were, we were so sad. Things were rough at the beginning of this day. But isn't it amazing how this day turned around? And what an incredible example Jesus was to us. And in the lowest of situations, he rose to the occasion with unmatched selflessness and compassion. In his pain, he was able to bring compassion to others. In his hurt, he was able to bring healing to others. What in the, That is amazing. Today was totally amazing. Yeah, we're exhausted. We're all tired. But man, it's a good tire. This was good. And it's getting dark and people are getting hungry. And uh, we don't have much, but we do have some fish and we do have some bread and we do have some faith. And most importantly, we do have Jesus. Let's see what he can do with this today. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that story be so much more encouraging? If they would say, you know what? If we have Christ, that's enough to make things go well. The question I have for us is, how can we change our perspective? Or how can God change our perspective? What can we do to help ourselves focus on God's goodness rather than the ants in our lives? Because let's be honest, man, there is a lot of little ants, but there's a lot of big ants. I mean, there's a lot of heartache in our world. There's a lot of heartache in your life. There's a lot of, uh, of suffering. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of concerns. You, you turn on the news and you go, I'm not, I'm not sure what the future holds for me or for my kids or for my grandkids. And, and if we find ourselves focusing on those things, it's no wonder we're anxious and depressed and, and, uh, and concerned all the time. But what good does that worry do? I want to challenge you today, and I want to give you an example of, of something that, uh, that, that I think might help. It's called a gratitude journal. And I want to ask you this week to set aside some time every day to, to, to start your day with one or two or three things that you go, you know what? I'm thankful for this. I'm grateful for this. Studies to say that people who do this regularly find themselves to be in better moods, find themselves to be less anxious, find themselves to be more um, optimistic about the future. And so uh, some years ago, we talked about this, and we did it for a week, but there was one guy who, uh, that I know of who said, I'm going to keep doing this, and he's done this for years. He says he's changed his life, and his name's Mike Johnson. I'm going to ask Mike to come and tell us a little bit about his story. Can you welcome Mike as he comes this morning? Thank you, sir. So as I heard Brian just talk about perspective, um, several years ago, my perspective, I think, was more so always focusing on 
my to-do list, my struggles, my challenges, the little ants, the big ants, that's where my vision always seemed to go. And it did lead me down to having negative feelings, to not being as positive as I should be, um, to the people around me, um, for my coworkers, for my family. Um, and I knew I needed a change. Um, we were in a community group with Brian, I guess it would have been... Um, in 2017, and he discussed doing the same um, gratitude journal. So I went out uh, to Walmart the night after with my wife. I bought an Iron Man journal because I'm a big, huge Marvel fan, and I started filling it in. And my goal was to write down three things every day that I was grateful for. Um, Sometimes, admittedly, that was difficult because I was worried about all of those ants and all of those struggles, um, but I made myself do it. Um, it became a routine for me. And as Brian said, it was supposed to be a week, and then I noticed that I just continued. Um, so like six years later, I'm still filling this journal in daily. Um, it was, like I said, it was a routine. I got up before my family was awake, usually made a cup of coffee, sat down and wrote down those things that I was grateful for. And I know that that was the Lord actually bringing me closer to him and trying to make me a better man for my family, which was maybe not the intention, but it was the blessing that um, did occur. Um, it ended up evolving. Now I write in that journal, but I don't just do it with... Um, thinking of the things that I'm grateful for, I'm thankful for. I also write out my prayers and my thoughts to God. And I actually use that. I, I joked in the first service is like my hotline to, to the Lord um, so that I'm writing down all of my thoughts and all of my feelings. And it is the routine that I need to, to make me accountable um, and to grow further in my faith. Um, so my encouragement to all of you, my prayer for all of you is try it. I don't know what it's going to do for your life. I don't know how it will impact you or change you. However, I know the benefit that it provided for me. And even if it just does become your gratitude journal to take your attention off of the struggles that you have in life and just focus on the things that you can be grateful for, um, it's a huge benefit. It's an absolute um, life-changing benefit, in my opinion. And like I said, I'm supposed to be for a week, and I've done it for six years, and I will continue to do it um, because I know the benefit that it's had for me. Thank you. So that's exactly what we wanted to challenge you to do for one week maybe longer if you want, but for one week that you would start every single morning writing down one or two or three good things in your life and then thank God for those things all day long. And see if your attitude, if your perspective does not change. If you're here today and you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with maybe you know, sometimes you just focus on the bad, maybe some moods, maybe it's just a negativity towards life or towards the future. I mean, there's something about saying, God, you have been good to me. Let me focus on the good. You might hate your job, but go, but thankfully I have a job. You may have struggles in your marriage, but you go, thank God I have someone. You might be in 
different struggles in your relationship, your finances, whatever it means, but you can look for the good and thank God for the good in it. And then maybe, just maybe, your perspective will change. Maybe your mood will change. Maybe your relationship with others will change. Because the last thing we want to be as followers of Christ is that Eeyore. We don't want to be the ants in other people's lives where when we show up and people are like, oh, here he comes, right? We want to be the people that go, man, when that guy's around me, there's a joy, there's a perspective. He has an eternal outlook that's different than me. And then this is my prayer. My, my prayer is that uh, as you do this, not only will it be something that will be benefic- beneficial to you, but it's beneficial to others because, yes, you have a better mood. But then all of a sudden you go this. When, when God speaks something into your mind that you're thankful for, and if you're able to do it, then you will express that thanks, not just to God, but to that person. So if one day you wake up and you go, you know, I just want to thank God for my, for my husband. Then you go, you know what, I'm going to send him a text. I'm going to tell him. Thank God for my kids. I'm going to sit them down just for a second and say, I know that sometimes I'm crouchy and sometimes I'm yelling, but I want you to know that I'm thank God that you're in my life. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your church. Maybe it's whatever it might be. Just And now all of a sudden what's happening is you're not just expressing gratitude to the Lord, but you're being an encouragement to other people. And so somebody else is in a hurting, difficult spot, and all of a sudden they hear from you going, you know what? I'm thankful for you. And it changes their day, and God receives glory. And all of a sudden, what? Instead of us just focusing on the bad, we allow to celebrate the goodness of God every single day. And listen, every single one of us has good. The Bible says that all good gifts come from God. So if there's good in your life, it's a gift from God, we should thank him for it. So for one week, one week. You might get a journal. You might just find a place in your phone. You might just want to, you know, write it down for our children here. You might want to, every single day, moms and dads, before you get your kids off on the bus or before you have breakfast, go, hey, remember what Brian said this week? Remember what Pastor said? Uh, what is something that you're, you're going to be thankful for today? And then all day long, just thank God for that. Just all day long, thank God. And let's see. Let's see what God would do through that. Say, God, help me to take this message and do something with it. So make a commitment to God. Say, God, I'm asking for your help to to have a heart of gratitude. And this week, I'm going to try, with God's help, I'm going to try to just write some things out. I'm thankful for this, God. Thank you for, and and don't just do it there, but throughout the entire day, go, and God, I just want to thank you throughout the day for this. And if God would lead you, tell that person. And then uh, I'd, be, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to hear how it went. There's a guy who came up to me at the end of the first service. He said, uh, years ago, he said I was in rehab. And uh, he said, I lost my job. I lost my family. I lost everything. And they sent me to my, my room. And uh, they gave me a piece of paper. And they said, write down all the things that you're thankful for. He said, I've carried this thing with me. He said, I've rewritten it over a year. He said, I've had this in my wallet for 37 years. And he showed it to me. He said, he said, I'm thankful for the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm thankful for my wife and my children. I'm thankful for, um, he, he wanted to get on my good side. He went down to about 16th on his list. He said, I'm thankful for the New York Yankees. You see it right there, Pastor? I said, I see it. He's an older gentleman. Uh, further down on the list, he said, I'm thankful for my hair. 
So most guys don't have their hair. I'm thankful for my, and he had like, he probably had like 95 things on his list, people's names and things. And he said, every couple of months, he said, I rewrite this list and I have it on my wallet. And he goes, and it's worked. He said, focus on the good. Love to hear your testimony, but God will do this week. Father God, I thank you so much. God, I thank you that you were just so amazing. God, I thank you that we get to focus on the good things that you have given us in our lives. Lord, I pray, Lord, as we leave here today, that we would start to focus on those good things, not the ants in our lives. And God, give us the courage this week to invite somebody this this Christmas season. Father, we thank you and we praise you for what you're doing here. In your name we pray. Amen.